You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. That's way easier to do in person, it, isn't it? It's, it's, it's much nicer. To I don't know if you ever saw in the camera. I would try to do the little hand swoop. <laughs> tried, is it? Is it like great? Yep. <laughs> Geek out. <laughs> Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. We are here. We are going to be talking about the Spinner Rack because we got new comic books coming out this week. Then we're going to... You know what, Chris? I really, on this eve of Zack Snyder's Justice League, everybody remember to leave out... um, I don't know. It's not milk and cookies. That's Santa. What what would you leave out for Zack Snyder on on the eve of Zack Snyder's Justice League? Uh, You leave out Dark Tones. (laughs) Um, hero cake, as uh, Paul Kent would call it, and uh, a nice serving of Martha. <laughs> Why would you say that? To uh, that'll actually get Zack Snyder himself to come to your house and personally log into HBO Max so you can watch it. So, well, yes. I, I, I just as long as he doesn't kill Jimmy Olsen again. Like, oh. I'm, <laughs> now, technically, that was a like a, an extra or a deleted scene, so it didn't happen. That's maybe true. I don't know. Well, it was in the director's cut. But, but then again, this movie technically didn't happen either. So who knows we're gonna to we're gonna talk about our thoughts of of uh, I guess at this point we call it Joss Whedon's Justice League, and then what we expect from Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's a good way to look at it. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, maybe even then talk about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier that's coming up on Disney Plus. And then we are going to get into Vision Quest. Vision. <laughs> Essentially, at the end of WandaVision, you see White Vision take off. So what is it that could be in store for him? Well, you know what? We have the comic books to tell you what could happen next. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to use these uh, archaic uh, back issues to show us, because as much as we love the television and movies, they were inspired by something. Now, sometimes they don't always come true, and that's why we don't make you click on these extraordinary links to hear our hyper bull. We just we whisper <laughs> it into your ear, kind of like how Wanda does with her magic, but we share it. We don't necessarily make up fake theories. I mean, we help you to explore, so you you can make your own at home. That's right. <laughs> we give you the tools. You come up with your own fake theories. Yep. <laughs> okay. But before, as always, we're going to get into that spinner rack. So what is new on this new comic book day? All right. So it is going backwards in time to Terrific Tuesday. If you go to your local comic shop, you should be able to pick out all the brand new stuff from DC Comics. So this week, uh, we have coming at us Catwoman issue 29. So new writer Ram V will be taking over and he has done a phenomenal job on future state swamp thing so i would definitely say he is going to be a um, writer to definitely be checking out so i'd probably suggest you know going back maybe an issue because i don't think this is his first but uh he could definitely be putting some amazing adventures of selena kyle forward for all of us uh, let's see. We also have Justice League issue 59. So we have Brian Michael Bendis and Ram V tag teaming uh, to join up with the JLA. Now, the best part about this is David Marquez is the artist. So David Marquez, I first discovered him back when Bendis was working at Marvel and those two did the Defenders. Mm. So I don't know if you can picture that in I your can, mind's yeah. eye. 
He has amazing artwork. Um, who is it that's on this cover here? Who, who's so the team that's featured? They've kind of got them all shadowed out. So it looks like if we go from the left and march across, we've got Ollie Quinn, Green Arrow, Black Canary. Uh, I would imagine the uh, Shira Saunders, not Shira Saunders. Um, uh, Kendra Saunders. There we go. Kendra Saunders, Hawk Girl. And um, Shira Shaira Hall. Yeah, Shaira Hall. So I think this would be Kendra. Kendra. Yeah, this should be Kendra. Uh, Black Adam directly in the center. That's Black Adam? Yeah, that's Black Adam. Not Captain Marvel. Oh, wait, sorry, we can't say it. Not Shazam. He wears Um, a hood? Yeah, well, because hoods are cool now with the Shazam family. (laughs) It's standard motif now. Okay, okay. The wizard Shazam is even rocking a hoodie, you know? (laughs) Uh, We got Superman continuing across the top. Right below him, we've got Aquaman. Below Aquaman, we got Batman. And then we've got newcomer Naomi. So she would be on the left center there. Now, as for the right center, this is what's going to be tough. I imagine it is a Wonder Woman, but could it be any of our three Wonder Women? Diana, uh, Yana, or, oh my gosh, Artemis? I should know this. Uh, not Artemis. Uh, they introduced two during Future State. Uh, because you had another one that grew up on the South island. America. Well, so you had two from Amazon. Okay. Uh, Diana and the one I can't picture. And then from uh, South America, right? Yeah. yeah. That's Yana. Um, so I don't think it'll be Yana. Um, there is even a potential. Now, this is going to sound strange. It could be Hypolata. No, because so if you read the infinite frontier, oh, actually, we could almost cheat a little bit. We've got a variant cover um, uh, off to the side here. So I guess that looks like our standard Wonder Woman. So it looks like she's going to get a costume uh, change. But, you know, I I, I almost wonder. I think that might be Hippolyta. And I'm sure I'm saying her name wrong. Hippolyta? Hippolyta or Hippolyta. Okay. Hippolyta. Like it it, it depends on who you're talking to, I think. Okay. I've always said Hippolyta. That's how I always was, but then the movies, and I got to, yeah. So, yeah, so that's going to be your new team. Um, In this issue, this is what was funny. So over at Bleeding Cool, they started this whole, like, they're going to change Black Adam's name because Black is bad. It's going to be racist. So they were saying his new name will be Shazadam. Shazam. Yeah, because Black Adam, Shazam, yeah, Shazam. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Now, Bendis was like, that was never the intent. Um, it does get used in the comic more as a joke because, you, you know, Shazam, Shazam, Black Adam uh, is over in his country. I can't think of the name now. Uh, uh, it's not, it's not, it's uh, not Belalia. Um, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's, I'm very sure. Okay. I, mean, I know you're staring at me, but uh, no, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> It's, oh isn't it with the T? I could, I could say it all the time, and now I can't think of it. But anyway, so he's he's over in his country, and he's protecting his people. Now, he's very much doing the silent protector role, where most of the time it's like, you know, like you look, and you close your eyes, and then you open them, and you're like, I should have been hit. And then you just see the man flying away. And so the people are like, oh, you know, it's Shazam. And it's like, no, it's actually not Shazam. It's Black Adam. And so the mixture of going between foreign languages and all that stuff is what creates Shazadam. Shazadam. Yeah. So they, they've rebooted him, essentially, because like it used to be that he, even though he was the superhero of that land, he was like the... if uh, De facto king, also. Like, he was the ruler. Yeah, so, like... So last time we really remember him back in the JSA days before Flashpoint, um, he was definitely like he was the protector of his land. And then eventually to the point where he became his uh, 
his like their ruler. Yeah, the, you know, but the, benevolent, you know, like not like you know, I'm really not Doctor Doom, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. Doctor Doom, but also at the same time he didn't do proper elections. Um, <laughs> So that's was that. But then when the whole Flashpoint happened, uh, Black Adam got rebooted. Everybody got rebooted. Yeah. And so he wasn't resurrected until modern times. And with that, he was just still holed up with all the anger, you know, because last he remembers is his home is being destroyed. Kandak. Kandak. There you go. Is, yep. that, is that, that what it was? A, yeah. Okay. Kandak. Uh, so anyway, so yeah. So, you know, um, he was a villain again. Never being on the JSA, never being a hero, uh, but now through uh, rebirth and Infinite Frontier, technically everything counts now. So we know everything. So it's kind of a mixture of that, and I like that. That's how the editors can work. Like, hey, <laughs> you decide how it happened, okay, fans? Well, I mean, after <laughs> rebirth, we we didn't have. I remember specifically reading that Superman book where they talked about the reign of the death and return of Superman and the reign of Superman, and there was no Superboy mentioned yep. in that story. Now we have Connor Kent back into the world, so definitely they're like it happened. Mix, <laughs> yeah, it's a nice little blender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we we could take it all. You know, you can you can have the. Uh, the, the 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 Siegel and Shuster origin. You can have the John's origin. You can have the Mark Wade one. You can have all of them blurred together. You know, <laughs> it's funny because that's what I used to do. Like I remember when I would sort all my trades on my shelf or even my comics in the back issue boxes back when I had control of them, you know, I could, I would, you know, it's like, well, yeah, I'm going to put man of steel. And then, uh, in between issues two and three are, I'm going to put, you know, uh, uh, man of tomorrow in there, you know, and you, you could, you, because it didn't matter. It was your collection. So there is, there is a niceness to it, but at the same time, you know, with DC producing books that are telling me the history, well, then make sure you have a history. Make sure you know what actually happened. Yeah. Um, but yes, so continue on, though. There are variant covers for issue 59 of JLA. So this is going to be a hot selling issue. Um, let's see. We have one that is um, uh, by Liam Sharp. And so he's got Cyborg, Batman, and Steppenwolf on there. So you get to see those three. Now, I originally thought they were all going to be locking together to create something. They're not. Um, then you have the Jim Lee cover, and that one's going to have Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and we get to see Martian, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. So the cat is out of the bag. Um, we get to see who's going on there. Yeah, and because, then- because all those they, all these incentive ones are... Uh, um- Justice League movie yep. covers and yeah, the cat out of the bag of, of Martian Manor showing up in uh, Justice League is going to be there. Yeah, so that's going to be huge. So uh, definitely pick yourself up one. This is the start of the new era of Justice League. Uh, they're like I said with the variant covers galore. It's going to be wild. Uh, and speaking of new eras, I am super hyped about this one. So Nightwing issue seventy eight will be out this week. Tom Taylor. Bruno Redondo are teaming up, and I I love them. I mean, these two have worked together. Um, <clears throat> we've seen them on Injustice. We've seen them on uh, Suicide Squad. They just work perfectly together. And this is going to be the new era of Nightwing. It is Dick Grayson. It is Nightwing. It all happens. Uh, but then there's a new injected memory as well. But it, it was beautiful. I was lucky enough to actually get to advance review this book. God, like two weeks ago. 
Like I, I'd forgotten. Like I was, I felt bad because I was telling everybody, go pick it up now. And it's like, oh, I have come out yet. Really. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but my promise still holds. If you buy this and you do not like it, I will buy it off you. What, um, so is, is this, is this Tom Taylor's first Nightwing or has he been on the book for a little bit? Now? No, this is his first Nightwing. I mean, yes, he's written the character in other places, right. but this is like the first time it's the actual book in continuity. So it all counts. Okay. And, you know, there's a dog in the book, so that's going to hit you in the, the, the soft spot there uh let's see superman now is getting the treatment so we've seen batman black and white even marvel has teased us with batman or sorry with wolverine red white and blood now we get superman red and blue now is this going along with like spider-man uh blue and captain america white no it won't necessarily be those the spider-man red it, well, no, it was Spider-Man Blue, Captain America White, Hulk Gray, and Daredevil Yellow. Daredevil Yellow, that's right. Yeah, so you only had those four. Uh, no, it, it because those are those are inserted continuity stories. This is like we're gonna get famous people, famous writers, famous artists, and just have them work on Superman. Oh. So maybe it's continuity, maybe it's not. Maybe it's something wonderful, and maybe we'll keep it. Um, I got to flip through this, and it is just phenomenal. There's some great stuff there. Uh, the screenwriter who turned comic book writer, I can't think of his name, um, but he he wrote a major story in there, and it was awesome because he really showcases that. Is it? I get Clark Kent, not Tanahasi, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. I. Oh, there was a what was it that is it reminds me of uh of superman 1000 or was it action one action comics action 1000. comics 1000 yeah because yeah, they, they had all the various stories in the book and then some of them became canon some not so much yeah yeah so it'll it'll kind of play to that aspect to that aspect uh it's definitely just going to be the you know like hey this is this is to get major talent on the superman and let's see what happens you know, so I think books like that are fantastic. Uh, we have Truth and Justice number two out as well. So this kind of deals with modern society issues and our superheroes. Are they doing enough? Are they not doing enough? Uh, I haven't really sat down and read this. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to wait till it's all collected. That way I could get one feel to see how it is. And this is but, number two. So yeah. who... Who was on the cover of number one? Was it also Superman? I think it was also Superman. Like it's it's really playing up on the idea that does Superman do enough? Yeah, really? Yeah, like it's well because you know there is there is some you know if somebody gives an endorsement, what power could it have? Things like that. So it's 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 definitely a challenging comic. Um, it's funny because a lot of people you know well comics are the escape from social woes, but then people are like, but comics have always challenged social woes. It really varies. It really depends. It does. You know, some people want it. Some people don't. Uh, it's a touchy subject. So I applaud this team that is trying to tackle it. Um, and we'll, we'll see what comes out of it. Uh, let's see. Moving on to collected editions. We have Batgirl Returns Omnibus. So this is when Gail Simone joined up with Barbara Gordon and uh, gave her her walking ability back when they started uh, the new 52. We have Batman Beyond Volume 8, The Eradication Agenda. So this is the final volume in that series by Dan Jurgens, And we get to have Terry McGinnis actually meet a younger functioning Bruce Wayne Batman. Wow. Uh, and there's a neat little twist where Terry influences somebody who in turn influences him. You want the spoiler? Sure. He influences his dad. Oh. Yeah, he winds up saving his dad, and so there you go. So, so he saves little... his dad before he his dad dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not he saving saves him, his... but yeah. Not he's not a, saving yeah. him at the point where he died yeah. at the beginning of the show, is he? No, he, no. Yeah, he saves him when he was a kid. Right, okay. So, yeah. so it's a neat little touching moment. Fun stuff there. Um, 
We have Sandman Deluxe Edition Book 2. I've lost track how many different versions of Sandman is out there, but I know people love this stuff, so if you're a big Neil Gaiman fan and you're trying to collect this series, definitely check that out. That'll now, be out as well. I know this Sandman, he's the he's the Lord of Dreams, right? Yeah, Daniel or Damien or something like that. I think Daniel is his name. And, and we're going to be getting Sandman on Netflix, and Sandman currently is audiobooks out right now with uh, yeah, James McAvoy actors, yeah. as the voice. But... This Sandman and the Sandman from the JSA are, are definitely not the same ones. I, I yeah, understand that. Too, yeah, yeah. However, they ended up making Sandy, the golden boy, kind of a little bit more like this Sandman eventually, right? Didn't they start giving him like I don't know if he necessarily powers? had like... Uh, I, I know they would definitely play with the idea that they would use gases to put people to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um like, I know they did retcon in the idea that Daniel, the Lord of Dreams, would talk to the Golden Age Sandman. Mm. And so he would give him the premonitions and stuff like that. Um, and then they kind of tease that that connection then went over to Sandy, the Golden Boy. Um, and so that's where they would kind of have like this almost premonition ability. Right. Uh, things like that. But it, it kind of got redundant when you have our man who has, well, I can also see an hour into the future, you know? <laughs> so it's like, well, you get one guy who can see an hour into the future and a guy who takes naps and wakes up and is like, Marty, your children, you know? <laughs> so how do you play it out? But yeah, no, they've definitely established a connection beyond just the name. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Sheriff of Babylon. Uh, Tom King and Mitch Gerard. This is one of their early works where they teamed up together. Uh, it's a really interesting story. I started reading it. Um, I, I got probably about a quarter of the way through. Uh, it was. It's definitely interesting. It, it takes a a good look at being a stranger in a strange land and trying to enforce law when the culture may or may not be yours. And this will be the black label edition. So I don't know if there's a guarantee that there will be changes to it, uh, but. You know, it's a great way to resell a book that you might have already bought. <laughs> but, but I'm sure that there's nobody of, like, n- notability in the, in the yeah, book. Yeah, in the comic sphere of things. Yeah. No, this is just like, hey, we just made a graphic novel. Okay. Here's our story. Yeah. Uh, we have Superman versus Shazam. So if you want to get some major classics... So this oh. is a collection of all the times they've met, not, yeah, not yeah. like one specific story. Yep, just okay. uh, as the t- eight classic uh, confrontations. So it could be the first time these two ever fought, uh, and then whatever, like, hey, we can reprint this one for cheap, or you know, whatever the case may be. So are they going to have the court like issue too, like where the you know yeah. <laughs> you got Charlton comics yeah, like, or no Fawcett <laughs> comics and and DC being like, yeah, I don't know if they'll, if they'll ever reproduce that uh, issue of Mad that kind of <laughs> pokes the bear at DC, but yeah, there was a point when Shazam was way popular than Superman, and DC said, oh no. <laughs> so, that so that's is, your DC side of things. DC is uh, it's not a lot. Yeah, no, it, it definitely seems to be way more heavier on the. Uh, collected edition side of things so uh but it's it's kind of right now i think they're they're more or less uh um going after uh less is more type of deal and um they will help you by having quality comics come out instead of just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks of course some of it is throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what (laughs) sticks but i feel it's definitely worth it i mean I, I did sit down and read the uh, Infinite Frontier Zero issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. I mean, there was some stuff that I nitpicked, but uh, again, it's it's comics, it's stories, it's ingested continuity. So it's like, okay, well, you know, 
if you're doing this or that to characters, you know, do you know the history and what are you doing with it? But they're definitely promising some future stuff to come out of it. That sounds way more interesting. So it's like, okay, well, comics are always ever forward, you know, so what I may have valued as an issue doesn't mean that that's going to be in carved in stone. So, you know, as long as you, you do the characters justice, that's always great. Um, I am excited, though, that that's going to lead to Infinite Frontier as, I guess, like this summer's theme, like the big uh, story arc. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool because then I think Marvel's doing something infinite as well. So it's like, <laughs> ah, you too. I caught you. Um, so that'll be fun to see how that plays out. But yeah, it definitely feels like it's only like like three to five DC books now a week. And you're like, wow, that's... That's drastic, but so, we'll see. You know how um, when we were at Phoenix Comic Con, or I don't know if at the time it was Phoenix uh, Fan Back Fest in the olden days. Phoenix, yeah. <laughs> conventions, right? Uh, when we got to talk to Ron Mars? Was it Ron Mars? Or... I know we were in a room where he was talking. <laughs> yeah, it was him. Him, whoever yeah, it was. Peter David, I think it was. Peter da- two, I think yeah. it was Peter David. So I think Peter David is the one that said that uh, they'll never do a Marvel versus DC again unless comic books are really hurting for, for sales. Yeah, yeah. Have, with COVID, have we gotten to that point? Is there a possibility you know, of Marvel versus DC again? And it's funny. It's it's a shame that those two gentlemen feel that way. Uh-huh. Uh, because right now we have creators. These guys talk. Mm-hmm. You know, Donnie Cates and Scott Snyder talk like they talk like how you and I talk. And, you know, those guys are like, dude, what if we have the king in black go up against the Batman who laughs and the eternal darkness? And then so, you know, oh, and could you imagine, you know, like all of a sudden Captain America wields a Green Lantern ring, kind of like how he did the, the Mjolnir, you know, and. And Superman wields me. You know, I mean, they're talking about that stuff. They're they're subtly putting it into their comics. Um, over at Image Comics, this crossover book that it's called. That's total meta texture. That's basically saying like, hey, you two, we're doing it over here without the proper licensing. Maybe you should jump on it. Mm. So I don't think it necessarily needs to be that comics are hurting because they're really not. Like, you and I have been in this game long enough as fans that – what we've we we've heard DC shutting down now what the tenth time oh yeah you know it's, oh they're 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 always on the brink of selling yeah. to Disney yep they're always yeah so it's I I really don't think we're ever getting to that point can sales be low oh of course it can you know there sometimes crap gets produced uh, sometimes you know things happen um, but yeah, it, the the massive scope of things no I don't think we need DC versus Marvel to bail anybody out but I think we need DC versus Marvel because we're fans because it's great yeah. yeah you know so my hope is that eventually things will liven up um i don't think it'll happen anytime soon just because right now dc's leadership is they're they're new right now mm-hmm. so i think they want to get a hold on things because the hard part about dc and marvel doing a team-up book is who gets republishing rights who gets like that's and that's a huge thing you oh know, yeah because it's like well you know you don't want to disrespect characters um and, and, you know, because like it was funny, like I was looking at a, a couple of older articles that talked about the uh, the first time DC and Marvel put Superman and Spider-Man together. Uh, it was a one shot book. It wasn't even titled like, you know, the Brave and the Bold presents our Marvel team up. You know, it was just this is a book. It's a giant sized <laughs> treasury. Here we go. And it's like, well, Marvel's editors want to read it and make sure Spider-Man and company are being respected. DC's editors want to read it and make sure. So it's like, well. 
How do you cut that part out? Now, what worked with Marvel versus DC in the early 90s was the fact that Peter David and Ron Mars, Dan Jurgens, and um, I'm not sure who the other artist is. Might be able to cheat real quick. <laughs> um, so, but anyways, they they kind of they were able to cut out a lot of the bureaucracy of it mm-hmm. because it literally started with um, Mark Grunewald pulled in Mike Carlin. And uh, Grunewald was a huge editor at Marvel Comics, a big comic book fan. And like he basically pulled Mike Carlin into his house, and that used to be his former assistant. And now they're both the big guys over at Marvel and DC. And he's like, hey, you and me, let's do this. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And then they, they, they sold it to the company. So again, like I said, you know, Scott Snyder, Donnie Cates, you know, all they got to do is like, okay, let's pull Jason Aaron in their room. Let's pull Brian Michael Bendis, you know, get some Jeff Johns in there, uh, get, you know, all the players to come in and be like, okay, here's what we could do. You know, I mean, if, if it led to yet another, uh, volume or round of amalgam comics, you know, everybody would love to see dark claw again. Like that is literally the, the one character everybody remembers and, and clamors for when you talk about amalgam comics. Well, and can you imagine now with all the new characters we have? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, let's, let's see dark claws universe back, but how does X 23 play in it? So do you have her mash up with spoiler? So question 23 comes in and (laughs) you know, uh, spoiler alerts pop out of her hands. I don't know, but like, how cool would that be? You know, uh, Jason Todd is back this time, so he gets to play. You know, how do you fit Miles Morales into Spider Boy's world? Or, like, or you have all of the Bat family as agents of Shield, yeah, like underneath Bruce Wayne, the director of Shield, kind of thing. Like that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, also, just from this conversation now, because we aren't going to be getting uh, King of Black show up in the DC universe, I want to see the symbiote take over Hyperion just to see what Superman with the, with the Venom symbiote on him would look like. Ooh. Did they already do that? Do you know? I don't think they did it in the main series, but that's not to say that we didn't see it in one of the tie-off books. So I'll have to do a little researching, but yeah, that would be kind of cool. Like Exactly. What happens when a symbiote takes over, quote-unquote, Superman, yeah. you know? <laughs> Yeah, wild, wild stuff. All right, well, let's continue it on. We'll, we'll get the spinner rack going. So over at Marvel Comics, we have Black Knight, Curse of the, the Ebony Blade, number one. So uh, good old Black Knight recently reappeared in his own King and Black one-shot. Uh, now we are getting a mini series of his, and basically this is going to set him up for the movie fans because he's going to show gonna up in the Eternals. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be showing up. Is, um, uh, is it a new guy no i think Black it's still Knight? dane whitman if i remember correctly okay. i think that was a secret identity. so yeah we're gonna we're gonna tie into his whole history what's going on and how it all plays out so uh this is definitely the ground floor for Have black you, knight and everything you want to know a few about. variant covers for that. oh my god yeah like there is <laughs> there is quite a few uh this is gonna be a big one we have the captain america anniversary tribute so we are going to get the 80 year. So DC's been doing it. Marvel's going to start doing it too. So we are getting an 80 year anniversary of Captain America. Captain America has now been around for 80 years. So what they're going to do is they're going to take Captain America comics number one. And it's going to be a jam session. They're going to basically look at the old script and they're going to have modern day artists tackle pages. So it'll be a jam book. So like Mark Brooks could be doing page one and then uh, Rob Leefield could be doing page two. No, no, it'd be that. Crazy. <laughs> but, you know, that that's what's going to happen. 
Uh, then they're not going to just stop at Captain America Comics number one, the first appearance of Captain America. We're also getting Avengers number four when Captain America came back in the Silver Age. So they're going to give you a twofer there. So really exciting. And it's pretty cool, too, because Jack Kirby worked on both those books because he is the co-creator of Captain America with Joe Simon back in uh, 1941. Mm-hmm. And then we also get to see him work with Stanley, bringing the creation back to the Marvel age of comics. So that's that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, Captain Marvel issue 27 has been billed as the big one. Um, so I believe we are going to rediscover Carol's problems with alcoholism. Um, and then they're going to basically try to talk her out of it, talk her through it and see what's going on. So is that, um, is that Spidey and Namor? Yep. Spider-Man, Namor, Iron Man in the background there. So yeah, a lot of her friends are going to come and help her out and see what's going on with good old Carol there. So that'll definitely be a turning point issue. Champions issue five will be out. So we get to see the young kids dealing with the uh, grounded rule. No more superhero kids. So they'll be dealing with that outcome and see what they can do there as well. Iron Fist Heart of the Dragon number three will be out. So Larry Hama, one of the uh, longtime uh, writers in the Marvel Universe, is definitely handing, handling Iron Fist right now. So we will see what kind of adventures he creates for so, us. So because of the TV series that was on Netflix, Iron Fist has definitely become very much a joke, like a punchline. I I shouldn't say a joke, but a punchline. Um, have you heard anything about this miniseries yet? Because I not, assume it's not one that you've been reviewing. Yeah, no, it's, it's not what I'm doing with. I, I really haven't heard much talk on the street as it were. Um, like I, I, I like the idea of Iron Fist and, or the legendary Lion Fist or the incredible Iron Fist or whatever you want to call it (laughs) at this point. Um, there's definitely some, problems that i i've 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 gleaned from uh the the property in in general but i want iron fist to be successful i guess is is what it is yeah well the the problem i feel and this is you know i think you probably echo this one too sometimes some heroes just don't do well on their own Mm -hmm. and iron fist is one of those like luke cage might be able to hold well for a while but he won't hold well forever so bring us back heroes for hire you know, and then bring us heroes for ire and then have an iron fist arc. That's going to sell. That's going to do it. So, you know, it, it definitely was asking a lot of the character before the TV show. It was even put out there, regardless what people think, you know, may have happened. He just that we've never seen that. I mean, I love Hawkeye. I think he's a great character. But, you he's, know, the only reason the show is going to work is because we technically have two Hawkeyes in that one. So it is a team up show. It's just both characters happen to be named Hawkeye. <laughs> but if this was just the adventures of Clinton Barton, it would get old after six episodes, you know. It's fair. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope there's something good happens there. Uh, Iron Man issue seven will be out. So Christopher Cantwell and Kafu are teaming up and they are bringing it. This book has been fantastic. Uh, now, again, why do I get so excited? One, because the story is amazing. And two, Scarlet Spider Ben Riley is there. So <laughs> that's always a benefit there. So what's, I love what, that. what's Ben Riley doing with Iron Man? So Iron Man essentially like he's thrown caution to the wind and he's like, look, I'm not the upper crust anymore. I'm just a dude. Uh, so he actually winds up, they're kind of building a relationship with him and Patsy Walker. Really? Yeah. Patsy Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Of all people. Yep. Right. Okay. (laughs) So they're, they're both dealing, but they're also dealing with their demons. So that's, what's kind of nice about it. Um, now is that because Patsy, well, in the comic book history, uh, pepper, is he, is she dead? No, I think she's just still alive, but she ends up with happy. 
Yeah. Uh, but he's dead. Oh, Happy's dead. I didn't Happy's know that. Dead, yeah. It's been a very long time since yeah, I read they, an Iron Man they, comic book. They killed him and they left him. <laughs> but Patsy Walker in the comic books looks very much like Gwyneth Paltrow from from the Iron Man <laughs> movies. Yeah, so. yeah. Stuff gets played around. Um, actually, if anything, if you're going to blame all this, like, you got chocolate in my peanut butter, it's because of Marvel Legends. Like, Chris Cantwell is a toy collector as well. Uh, if you follow him on Twitter, you'll see him posting stuff. And it's like, so he's just got this random smorgasbord of Iron Man, Hellcat, Scarlet Spider, uh, Frogman, um, oh my gosh, uh, uh, Misty Knight, and I think two other characters in there as well. And it's just like, hey, these characters aren't doing anything, so let me create my own sort of kind of heist team. Because Iron Man is like, hey, I'm going up against some major forces here. I need heroes. Well, the heroes are all busy. All right, I need bodies. <laughs> hey, I'm doing nothing. I'll team up with you. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah so bring it's, bring it's just walk into the fun. limelight. Yeah. So it's 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 awesome. And then also, if you're a fan of the uh, Michael Cho uh, Silver Age style covers, definitely check that out. That'll be part of the Marvel Masterwork celebration there. Um, if you are collecting King and Black, there will be a cover R. So there's a variant coming out if you missed out, just in case, because <laughs> we're definitely we're, we're deep we're deep into this series. And it's only fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, there was another one cap or uh, issue three, uh, but this will be a signed copy. Uh, there's another one. So a lot of King and Black. We've got uh, King and Black Spider-Man one shot. So Jed McKay uh, will be bringing some adventures of Peter Parker because in the main book, it's funny because this could kind of almost be a spider event, but Spider-Man's not involved in his main book. He's in the miniseries, uh, but he's tapped out all over the place. So it's like, <laughs> hey, we'll just make our own one shot issue. So that's what's going to be going on in that regard there. So we get to see what's going on with Peter Parker and the King of Black world. Uh, Marvel number six will be out again, a beautiful Alex Ross cover. Uh, these are just random stories of the Marvel universe. Uh, various writers and artists will be teaming up to tell us lost, hidden or new tales of what's going on now. Like, is this any any uh, relation to Marvels? Kind of. It's playing in that vein of we're going to be able to go to any time period and just tell stuff. So, like, I know the series is wrapped up with a narrative. So at the start and the end of each issue, I think it's Nightmare might be the character on this one. Wow. And so he's attacking people. But the inspiration of heroes is what's helping people to overcome this stuff. Yeah. Uh, sword issue four will be out. So again, this is not related to the sword as we saw them in WandaVision. This is the actual space team, uh, green haired lady leader. So they're going to be dealing with the king of black spider woman issue 10 will be out. Uh, so we have some fallout from there. Does she have a new suit? Yes, she does. Yeah. They, they recently gave her, uh, how old is it? Gosh, I want to say maybe like a year, maybe two max. I haven't been paying attention. Um, but it's a shame because if they really want to give that suit a chance, like one of the varied covers for the issue is the Michael Cho Marvel Masterworks cover. And then what do they reference again? The old school suit. Yeah. So it's like, well, you you have to put it away if you want the new suit to get recognition. It's true. So you can't keep doing these variant covers featuring the new, the old costume and hoping people will embrace the new. So yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of Star Wars books, so if you're fans of that, you know what to do. Thor issue 13 will be out, so there might be some uh, ramifications of King and Black, but I think this will actually be more the uh, idea of Donald Blake as he attacks Thor. Yeah, crazy stuff. Um, you know, we recently over in uh, Journey into Mystery watched the 
The Incredible Hulk Returns, which, okay. which features the Thor. Thor. Yeah. That Thor outfit is so strange looking in comparison <laughs> to uh, the Thor that the Thor costumes we've books, seen yeah, in comic yeah. books. Yeah. It's it, like, why did they decide to stray so far away? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, they, like, they just, I guess they went with a straight up Viking look instead of the Asgardian look. Yeah, but you'd think like, hey, let's put a little design, a little flair on this. But yeah, I mean, even the same thing with Daredevil. It's like, really? An all black nylon costume? Yeah. Um, because honestly, if I if I remember correctly, I don't think we even got Daredevil the Man Without Fear yet, which was a miniseries that was a revamping of Matt's origin where he wore the black costume for the first time. So, so, I, so you're saying Jeff Love stole from... Oh, no, no, Incredible. no. That would be uh, Frank Miller and I mean, Frank uh, John Romita Jr. Yeah. yeah, I think they might have been like, okay, let's take this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, interesting. Uh, but again, with Thor, if you are looking for one of the Michael Cho variant covers, the Marvel Masterwork style ones, there will be a he, Thor one as well. He loves the red. Yeah, well, I, I, I dig the theme of these. You know, it's 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 in celebration of the Marvel Masterworks. Uh, the, the, the three-tone, I guess, is what you could call it, the red, white, and, and black. Uh, very interesting. Uh, but the simplicity of it is really neat, so I, I dig that. Uh, Ultraman did successful, so they are doing Trials of Ultraman. So I don't think he is fully imbued into the Marvel Universe yet, but he is definitely getting some comics out of Marvel that will help. I always so. think of Trials as Shazam. Like, is it is it is it similar? Is he going through Trials to become the new Ultraman? I don't know. Like this, <laughs> this is issue one, so we will find out. Uh, X Force issue eighteen will be out. Continue the wacky adventures of the mutants across everything. Who's got the Omega symbol on their chest? Oh, I think that's probably Kid Omega. Oh, so Quentin Quarry. Oh, that's his superhero name. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, there will be some Rob Liefeld variants because Deadpool turns 30, and so that means we need money. So definitely check those out. Uh, moving on to Collected Editions, Avengers by Jason Aaron, Volume 1 will be out as a hardcover. So this should collect about the first year of his adventures as helmed writer. Uh, Daredevil by Chip Zardaski, Volume 1, Heaven Through Hell will be out. Again, this collects the first year, and I highly recommend this series. It has been amazing. Amazing. Like you just, uh, this is history in the making for Daredevil. Uh, Dawn of X volume 14 will be out, which collects the whole uh, post Hickman era. Hawkeye go West will be out. So this create, this collects a, um, uh, an adventure of Kate and Clint as they were written by Kelly Thompson. I'm guessing so, this is going to be the, the it's reference be points sampling. for the, yeah, yeah, for the show. Sampling for that. Yep. Yep. Definitely will be. Uh, Iron Man Volume 1, big Iron Trade paper bill, trade paperback will be out. So perfect timing because we're getting issue 7, so you can pick up those first couple of issues as a trade. Juggernaut, no stopping now. So Fabian Nieska and Ron Garney teamed up to give us a brand new adventure of old Juggy, so you Wait, get to see that. You're going to tell me there was a a book for just juggernaut and yep. now we're collecting it. Yeah. Like how old is this book? Six months old. I mean, if it's six issues, literally they went one, two, three, four, five, six trade. And so, yeah. why, why, I mean, why, why is juggernaut going to be showing up in something? Do you think? I, I don't know what the plan is, but uh, you know, obviously Fabian Nieska was like, Hey, I got an idea. And he's like, okay, I have a juggernaut it. story. What? A juggernaut. No one has a juggernaut story. <laughs> he belongs on team books. You don't, you don't give him a solo book. Yeah, no, he, he got his own miniseries out of this. Yeah. Have you heard anything about that? That, that story? All, all I remember is, um, my editor over at Adventures in Port Taste reviewed the book, and I think he said something. Like, he didn't say anything massively bad. He just, he said something. And, like, Fabian Nieska, like, retweeted and was like, 
this guy's crazy. What's he talking about? And it was just like, <laughs> whoa, dude. Like, so I, I don't know. Like, I mean, overall, my editor liked the book. He said it was fine. It was just, there was something. And that one thing just hit Fabian right in the Nieska. <laughs> so I don't know, man. <laughs> well, it's probably the same thing I just said. It's like, you don't put Juggernaut in his own book. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, now, here's one that I have a hard time with. Um, so the official handbook of the Marvel Universe Deluxe Edition will be collected as an omnibus. Now, kids, there was a world before there was the internet, okay? <laughs> what? This is hard to, don't, to stomach. Don't speak of the dark times. Uh, this was our Wikipedia, as it were. So <laughs> it's tough because, like, so I have my comic book symmetry problem, right? So they did the official handbook of the Marvel Universe omnibus like a year ago, and that featured the very first uh, set of books, right? And now this is like the volume two. So it's like, ooh, okay. And then DC finally did the who's who, the definitive omnibus edition. And so the DC one will feature volumes one, two, and the short three. So it's like, do I do it? Do I have these three tomes hanging out at my house that tell me nothing anymore because <laughs> none of it counts, you know? But so, I mean, I don't know. I would say if you go into this purchase, Go into it as an art collector, because what will be amazing about this is these pages are by amazing artists that may no longer be living, uh, that may no longer be drawing these characters. So that's definitely one of the best reasons to pick it up. Uh, but it does have a hefty price tag. Speaking of hefty price tags, Tony Stark, Iron Man by Dan Slott will be getting the omnibus edition. So his run on Iron Man will be fully collected for you to have. So if you definitely enjoyed it, definitely check that one out. Uh, Ultraman will be getting his rise of Ultraman miniseries collected. So if you want to keep those on your shelf for faster reference, that's the way to go and that is your spinner rack from marvel comics this week i mean marvel definitely had a lot more going on than dc did this week yeah no dc is is definitely under construction i don't think they're out of business but they're definitely under construction so we'll see what they're going to start uh bringing us and then i'm pretty sure they'll they'll get back up to their bigger numbers but i will say this please give us more than just the bat family (laughs) i mean from a uh, publisher, and uh, unfortunately, the what's the the not the creatives, the other side, uh, the money people, the corporate, folks, the corporate yeah. folks, like Batman sells. Yeah, Batman sells. And I mean, I don't care. I don't like it. I love Batman, but I I love all the characters at DC. Yeah, well, I, I don't like need... Batman because of Nightwing, because of you know Alfred. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. That's that's always the tough part about it. So, uh, yeah, that is, that is your spinner rack for this week. This is the moment where we're going to start talking about Justice League. Um, it's 2017, and we're about to step wow. into the theater. I think it was 2017. I, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, 2017. We're about wow. to step into the theater. We know about the controversies of this movie before it came out. We've watched Man of Steel and uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah. What were your thoughts before you went into the theater? I was hopeful. Hopeful. I was hopeful because okay, I, because I will. This, this I will. Symbol stands for hope in my planet, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I really want DC to have success when uh-huh. it comes to the movies. Um, I remember watching Man of Steel. It was funny. The when Man of Steel first came out, I had a terrible motorcycle accident that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was badly beaten up and i didn't get to see the last bits of the movie because my friend actually wound up being hurt so i never got to so actually truth be told to this day i don't think i've watched man of steel completely wow um 
but again, it was one of those things where what you saw in the theater, don't watch that. Watch the extended director's cut because <laughs> that'll have more to it. Um, I remember we as a group, we went and watched Batman v Superman. And I think I was the only one in the group who was like, all right, this is cool. Like, cause I saw the potential of what was coming, you know, I was like, well, that's, that's a reference scene out of crisis on infinite earth. Um, and I, you know, I, I had hope and plus I had read an article. There was, um, an article out a while ago where Zack Snyder said he has a five movie plan for Superman. So you, you have to bear with it. You have to trust him. And it's like, okay, well we're two fifths of the way in and it's not a good looking two fifths. So, <laughs> Let's see what happens. And, you know, we need a Justice League to be successful because remember when they threw out that big slate of movies Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're going to have Green Lantern in 2019. It's 2021 and there ain't no green, you know. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so it was like, okay, you know, I want this to be successful. I really want to have, you know, an Avengers movie on my shelf. I really want to have a Justice League movie on my shelf. And I want to be proud of both of these. And the movie came and I saw it in theaters and it was hokey, you know, I was just like, okay. But again, I also understand that sometimes these movies, they have to keep kids in mind. Um, it was definitely a massive divorce from what we had seen before, uh, knowing about, you know, what was going on prior to that, you know, with Zack Snyder's family, uh, him stepping away and then essentially DC being like, Oh cool. Since you stepped away, you're fired. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's jacked up. Um, I mean, this is the, the weird thing about this, this whole debacle. Like we, we were, <laughs> given one set of information uh it's not necessarily untrue he did ha- he did want to step away because a terrible tragedy happened in his family yeah and then uh we had we we now know a lot more information yeah uh it's it's all very very muddled uh <laughs> because there's not a lot of being said but there is a lot being said like i know that sounds stupid but it's 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 very weird um him stepping away and we're getting joss whedon come in uh i assume that most of the fans i'm not talking about specifically snyder cut fans or specifically marvel fans but i would say people like you and myself who love comic books and also have loved like the Marvel movie so far, like we're thinking, Hey, the director of Avengers who I, am I, am I wrong? Did you love the Avengers? Oh, I enjoyed Avengers. Yeah. 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 Is coming in to do justice. League movie. Like, Oh yeah, that sounds great. Like it sounds like they're going to try and do something. I honestly didn't think that he was going to, change up the movie i thought he was just i know i was like oh i gotta finish five minutes you know like i'm gonna get a fat check to do not a lot you know yeah as we come to find out now is that dc or dc films and warner brothers execs got very scared after batman v superman it did not return the way that they had planned for it to do this was a huge movie for them this is as as you put it you get to see batman and superman on the same screen in live action. Yep, that's the from first two time. actors that really embodied what the characters are supposed to look like. Yeah, like Ben Affleck put on a lot of muscle to play this character. Right, Henry Cavill is built to be Superman. Yeah, uh, and then you and then they introduce Wonder Woman. Like you got. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman in this movie. Yep, and even she transformed too because I remember when they announced her, I went to go look her up, and I think at the time, like her main thing was obviously the Fast and the mm-hmm. Furious. And I was like, she's petite, <laughs> like she is super petite. How is she going to be Wonder Woman? Like Wonder Woman is an Amazon, mm-hmm. and she she did it. She did she, a great job. So this had th- that that movie had everything going for it, but it's just 
to me as a comic book fan, and I can't talk for everybody, but to me as a comic book fan, it just didn't have the right feel for a Batman Superman team up. It's very much wanted to do the Dark Knight Returns and uh, Doomsday and uh, bits of in- uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? Yeah. So it just it it was not the right second film for this franchise. Well, in my and I am right there with you. And honestly, it didn't have heart. It didn't. You know, it's like, that's cool that you can give me that image of Batman jumping and there's a lightning strike behind him. That's cool that you can put Doomsday in this film. And that's great that you can have a Flash who runs to Batman and he's like, you have to stop it. You have to stop it as he's fading out. But... all those scenes just they by mean themselves, nothing. yeah, they don't mean they don't anything. Really like, but- we don't know what a flash is. We don't care about Doomsday, and especially like, I mean, if you really think about it, right? Like, look at the history of Doomsday when he first appears in Superman comics. That was huge, and it it it, it wasn't even necessarily the fact of Doomsday was just the vehicle to get us to remember to care about Superman. Um, you know, just the whole trilogy, you know, the, the death, the funeral and the, the rain, that was where it was at. Um, I mean, what's, what's the story every, every year at the DC no, summit, I, I, who Jerry is Ordway, Jerry Ordway, just kill him. Just let's kill, kill him. Let's kill Superman. Kill him, yeah. Are you crazy? Get out of here. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we can't marry him. Hey, Jerry, what was that idea? <laughs> well, now you want it. Huh? Yeah, no. Um, and, and, but I, but I go, I go, I, I, I'll try to put this quick, but it was like, as Doomsday got used more, he became less. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even when DC kicked off their animated films, that was the first one, Superman Doomsday, right? Mm-hmm. And we were so excited. And they had that weird scene with Luther parading around a bunch of naked clones of Superman being like, you're finally mine. <laughs> it was like, uh, this is an animated movie. This is like the fact that I'm watching it is already depressing enough because I'm a grown man. <laughs> but now I'm scared because I'm a grown man watching this and I know you're going to share this with kids. Like, no, dude, that is going to mess things up huge. Like, that is not what it's about. So they've lost the essence. So it's like, yeah, it's cool to like, you know, and it's like we've always said, like people will put the Superman S on anything, but it's it's not necessarily that is what making Superman is Clark Kent. So when we know those bits and pieces behind it. And I'll still stand with this argument. We don't have Clark Kent. Like, this is the adventures of Kal-El. Mm-hmm. He never became Clark Kent. So that was a big part of it. Uh, the changing of Paul Kent. So yeah, that, that, that second film, it had a lot of cool ideas, but it's like, well, lobster is tasty. Peanut butter is tasty and asparagus is great. But if I put all three of those together, they might not make a great meal. I don't know. That's just my taste. So <laughs> as we're being told now, Facts could change. Right. Uh, at that time, uh, Joss Whedon was given the directive to make the movie less than two hours, make it more comical, and uh, cut out certain parts, like things that are just not going to be uh, fit with this this design they wanted. So they, he had to sh- take the footage that was already shot by Zack Snyder, make it brighter, mm-hmm. uh, put in more comedy, so you get a scene where the flash stumbles and falls on top of uh wonder woman. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to touch you there. Kind of like kind of yeah. thing, uh, which is funny. Cause if you go back to age of Ultron, which is also directed by Zach or Joss Whedon, there is a scene where, uh, Bruce Banner falls on top of black widow. Like same and he does way, the same thing. And he's like, Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. Oh my God. So, that can't be the nexus point between. These. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and in, 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 in the movie flopped. It yeah. just flopped. Like, once again, this is supposed to be comic this book fans thing. We get to see the team. 
the Justice League on on screen, and you hope you hope that it's done well so that you can you can see more. Yeah, and it just it just not like this is the Justice League is the 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 book for the Justice League is the the return of Superman like from death like yeah I, th- to me that's that's the Man of Steel too. Like yeah. that's when you do that story. Justice League should be them already coming together to take down a bigger threat. Yes, that is eventually what they did, but they picked Steppenwolf. Like, why? Who? Yeah. Well, and and it's a shame because it's like Steppenwolf could have been a good villain. Um, uh, I like obviously the comics kind of like okay, what's coming down? Here's what we're gonna start doing. Uh, if you read Earth Two, they use Steppenwolf as the big baddie. Really? There. Yeah, and he comes through and he decimates the heroes. He kills Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. So that's why Alan Scott, Jay Garrick, and uh, Ted Grant have to rise up. And it was like, okay, like this could have been something. But again, that should have also been like, hey, Jeff John, since you're writing um, uh, Justice League right now, can you sneak them in? You know, maybe Dark Side War, as cool as it was going to be with the idea of Dark Side versus the Anti Monitor, right? But it didn't happen. Hmm. Uh, maybe that could have been Dark Side versus Steppenwolf. Because if I remember correctly, Steppenwolf is like Dark Side's dad. So that could have been cool. Like, here's here's Shakespeare. You know, a young son wants to be king. He can't be king if your dad's alive. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right. And, you know, their, their, their big battle's going to take place on Earth. And the League is like, oh, crap, Superman's dead. And we're going to have to save Earth. Okay, we rise up to the challenge. Yeah, they had uh, something, but they did nothing. And then um, you have the collection of mother boxes, like <laughs> as, as if it's the Infinity Stones or the the rings from Lord of the Rings. I don't know. It just seemed very strange, like throw in add on for the story. Yeah. I, you, like they needed some MacGuffins. Like, no, the creation of the Justice League is the thing that brings people together. You don't yep. need this weird chase. Uh, yeah, let's go grab these items and that's what's going to make it happen. So... Yeah, I don't assume. I don't assume those things are going to change for this version of the movie that we're going to be getting. Well, there, there definitely will be something because actually, it's interesting. The actor who played Steppenwolf, mm-hmm. um, I don't know his name. Uh, he's a big actor, though. He's the guy who uh, was also the villain in, in Ghost Rider Two. Ghost Rider Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I forget. So, I forget his name at the moment. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 one of those actors. who's like, oh, you see his face, you yep. you know, you see yeah. him in things. He was in Lord of the Rings. He's in you know all these other things. Yeah, but he he really is one of the first voices to let us know. That once that movie was released, and even he saw it, he's like, I don't remember making this film. <laughs> like, where's all the motion caption work I did? Where's all these speeches I gave? So it's like, wow. So that was kind of a, something's fishy here, you know? Um, I love the fact, though, that Justice League now will finally give movie fans the, 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 the taste that we've had as comic book fans, where it's like, you know, like Hal Jordan used to be this way, and then all of a sudden somebody wrote him, like, he's like, oh, I'm anti-flying. And then a new writer comes and is like, man, forget all that. Here's what should have happened. Like, congratulations. Welcome to continuity changes, you know? Um, so, yeah, fans are going to get to experience, movie fans are going to experience that feel that we get every six months. I will tell you this. Batman v Superman and uh, Justice League uh, have retroactively make me enjoy Man of Steel a lot more. Like when I first watched Man of Steel, I was like, "This doesn't feel like the Superman <laughs> that I I read." Like it does not feel it. Yeah, it it, it doesn't. I I had a lot of issues with it. Yeah. But in comparison to those other two, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll watch Man of Steel, no problem." <laughs> yeah. No. I, and, and and like I said, it, to me, that's that's the problem with it. Like I've I've been delving more into the backside of DC films, and like I look at stuff, and it's like, I mean, I, I want to ask you a question. Well, this is non-rehearsed, this is right off the top of your head, so I'll give you a moment. 
What's the last DC movie that you watched that you felt like you saw the actual characters on the screen? Oh, that actually, I saw the actual characters yeah, on the like screen. When you watched this, you were like, that is, that is Batman, or that is Harley Quinn, or that is, you know, some character I don't care about. Because uh, there was a big phrase, it was right around the time of Guardians of the Galaxy, when they were like, DC takes characters you love and makes you wonder who they are. Marvel takes characters who you don't know and gets you to love them. Uh-huh. And it was, I mean, it's like right before Guardians of the Galaxy, I didn't give a crap about Marvel Space. I hated Marvel Space. <laughs> I hated whenever the X-Men went to the Shi'ar. I hated it. And even though I'm a Green Lantern fan, you think I should love Space? No, I cannot stand Marvel Space. Um, I remember when Annihilation came out, I pulled those comics at Diane's store at FanQuest, and I was like, nope, I'm not getting this for myself. Heck no, this is stupid. It's going to flop. And it was successful. It did it again. And, it, and, and uh, the creative team dna did a wonderful space trilogy set of stories and that was enough to to really influence the movie it was like wow and i i went back and paid a lot more money for secondary <laughs> uh sellers but i i went and collected the set and i loved it i was like i was such a fool um but when you really sit down and think about dc movies you know it's like i had to come around to loving green lantern because Obviously, I'm not going to get another film. And I might not ever get to see Hal Jordan in live action again just because the stink is on him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay. Um, so that's that's always going to be the tough part. But, you know, when's the last time you sat in a theater and you're like, I finally saw the heart up there. I saw the characters the way they were. And- okay. So I don't think I've, had, I've gotten that from the whole movie yet. Uh-huh. Uh, except for I I really enjoyed Shazam. Okay. Now, that's a good is, one. Is that... Billy Batson is that Captain Marvel from the comic books? It's definitely changed. The but, comics have changed to make it to match yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But I I did enjoy that movie. Um, I feel like uh, I liked I liked Black Canary in Birds of Prey. Uh, now is that exactly the same as uh, Laurel Lance or Dinah Lance? Probably not. Like I think there there are definitely certain aspects. Like that that version of of Dinah Lance is the one that's from All Star Batman and Robin, which we don't really care for. We don't really talk about. Uh, but I think I think that actress did well. Um, Wonder Woman. I think the first Wonder Woman movie okay. definitely captures Wonder Woman in the heart. Um, I don't care for the Steve Trevor character in that in that version of the movie, but I think the Wonder Woman version did well. Okay, yeah. Um, for me, it was Batman Begins. Oh, that was you're gonna go back. It's that been far. that long. It's been that long. I mean, I love Batman Begins yeah. of of that tr- of that trilogy. I love that one the most. I know everybody loves uh, the, the Dark, Dark Knight, Knight yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a good movie. It's Don't a great film. It's a great yeah, movie. It's a great film. But um, I Batman Begins is the one that I love out of the three. Yeah, it's just because I finally got to see Bruce on the journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I have both been echoing that. We we want to see Detective Bruce. That would be fantastic. One of these years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just remember watching that and I was like, wow! Like I said, wow. I remember discovering a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I enjoyed it. That that felt the heart of the character. Like this is what now people can be excited to talk about. Uh, you know, then obviously, you know, I'll probably forget movies here and there. But like, you know, the Dark Knight came out. Well, that was the hot topic Joker, as we all called him. I mean, it was still a great performance. Don't get me wrong, but my Joker isn't that Joker. No, mine isn't either. But um, Heath Ledger did a great job. Oh, he yes. did a great job. I'm not knocking that. We, but we all know it's that. just the Joker, like. I'm used to the zanier Joker, you know, like Mark Hamill's I, Joker. Yeah. You know, I want those big goofy elements, giant typewriters, you know? Um, but again, it was grounded. It was grounded in reality. So I was like, okay, that's cool. 
The Dark Knight Rises. It's a slow film. It's a long burn. Um, I, you know, again, probably rewatching it, I might have a better respect for it. But I do remember kind of being bored in the movie theater, not to sound mean. Uh, Green Lantern. I think they gave us too much at once. And again, Green Lantern is when I really started seeing the studio get too involved, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, okay, you know, what's that old phrase? Too many cooks spoil the soup, um, and which is a shame because if they had played their cards right, I don't know if you remember this, but it was the MTV Movie Awards, and they were so excited. They actually had Christian Bale and Brandon Routh there. We got to see Superman and Batman, and they made that a thing. Like, it's Superman and Batman. It was like, wow. So could you imagine that? We could have, yeah, maybe they could have kept Christian Bale's Batman there. They could have, hey, let's let's give Brandon Routh Superman another try, and let's connect it to the Green Lantern movie world, and they could have started their movie-verse. Uh, granted, yes, there was also Justice League Mortal, and that was a sad victim want, of the writer's strike. I want to see that so bad to see what that was going to be. It sounds so interesting. It's definitely got a good hook, you know. Uh, the process application that'll be always the question on our minds but it could it definitely sound like it had more heart than what we've seen um, I don't know if I care for the casting for Justice yeah, League Mortal I, that part I yeah I could I, I definitely side with you on that um, but it was like yeah so then you know, after Green Lantern flopped, boom, you know, like there there goes the DC universe that could have been the MCU, you know, so that was heartbreaking. Um, Wonder Woman was great. Um, I, I And I nitpick because I've always appreciated Wonder Woman being a World War II hero. Mm-hmm. And when they did make the change to World War One, and there is a lot of history with World War One, and it's huge, but when they start changing the characters like that, like, I don't know, it's a blessing and it's a curse. Like, like to me, when I see Matt Murdock, he is blonde, and that's important because you don't have that many blonde superheroes. And every time they do him on the show, it's like, well, let's give him black hair, let's give him red hair, and it's like, come on. See, I always thought you he know? was a redhead. Sometimes they draw him that way, sometimes they don't. But he's always been a blonde. You oh. know, it's just they. I remember the know? only time I remember seeing him as a blonde was uh, the '90s Spider-Man com- cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. God bless those cartoons. <laughs> you know, but, but but those things are huge, and you know, and I know nowadays we live in a world with where we want more inclusiveness and we want more representation, which is totally fine. But to me, those things are important. Like you know, when the Punisher is left-handed, that's a huge part because there was a story to that. You know, so I've learned to kind of divorce those two. But it's as as time marches along, you know, it's not just superficial things that are changing it's everything's changing you know and it's like well you know we've seen that in the comics yes you know like black canary is a perfect example black canary got so convoluted they were like uh let's just make her her own mother and Mm -hmm. bloop you know now we have two characters but that was great creative because we got more we have a legacy now uh so it's always going to be tough but yeah that batman begins was the last time i really felt a movie had heart I was really hoping Justice League was going to be that. Uh, I really bought into Zack Snyder's idea of this five movie, you know, deal where it was Justice League, the Man of Steel two, and to end in Justice League two. I was like, okay, this is going to be awesome. And like you said, it was like, okay, like yeah, Josh Whedon should just be coming in and being like, I'm only going to add maybe 15 minutes of film. That's about it. And now we come to find out, and even Zack Snyder's been talking about it's like. What 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 Russian family? What are you talking about? What about this? What about like wow? You know how much of this is really his film? How much of this is Josh Whedon's film? That's crazy. So going into net tomorrow, uh, what do you think that you're going to see? Are you, I mean, one, are you planning on watching it? 
I want to watch it as soon as I can, but work will uh, right, right. <laughs> work will decide how well I get out of. Uh, how do I, I mean, get it's going to be four hours, so yeah. that's that's a lot to watch. Yeah, that is. Um, the good thing is, I'm so I'm taking college classes, so it's spring break. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I want to watch it just because you know movies have been rare because of the way the world has been. So I'm excited for it. Um, but I'll be honest with you, I don't. I don't want to put it on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have hope, um, which is sad to say now to hear it. But and I also I don't know if I want to get too excited because it sounds like the movie's going to end on a cliffhanger. Oh, it's definitely going. And they, it's going to be he, like he said that. It's, yeah, it's so going it's to. like well, then what the hell's the point? Like you know, like I mean, even when they did Superman two, the Richard Donner cut, like decades later, at least Richard Donner had the decency to be like, I will give you an ending, even though it's the <laughs> ending of Superman the movie. You still get an ending, and it's okay. Like I'm not going to be like, let me open Pandora's box and be like, ha ha ha, you know, like no, dude. I think I think some people are definitely in their heads that this movie is going to do so oh, it's well gonna bring for it all HBO. back. It's yeah. going to, it's, they're going to be like, you let go ahead, Zach, finish off your, yeah, finish off your, 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 your story. I don't uh, know if that's true. Ben like, Affleck's going to magically change his life to do these movies. <laughs> and not to say that his life is bad, but I don't think I, I think even Ben Affleck's kind of like, dude, I'm done with Batman. And, and well, they have another Batman. Yeah, they have, too. <laughs> they have Robert Pattinson come in to play the Batman. So, but then again, we're bringing back Michael Keaton and yeah. rumor is maybe even Christian Bell. So, I don't know about all that. Anyways. Hey, Michael Keaton's confirmed. I he, saw it on the Michael internet. Michael Keaton has confirmed. Oh, so it must be true. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Michael Keaton has confirmed, but uh, I don't I don't know. Hey, we are going to be getting, we know for a fact that we're, we're going to be getting the Green Lantern Corps in the Justice League movie at some place. It's not going to be, it's probably not going to be Hal Jordan. It's well, not going to be Ryan Reynolds popping up. It, yeah, like, it's not going to be any, wow! <laughs> it might not be any particular name that we know. It's just going to be random. Random alien. Yeah, random alien. I hope it's Aubin Sir. Honestly, if they could give me Aubin Sir, that would be cool. That would be Because at least cool. that'd be like, hey, 2814 representation. Cool. I like that. Yeah. I like that. that. That would be great. Because he should be there. Yeah. If, if, if this is the other time that Doomsday came to Earth and was yeah. going like, hey, what are you doing? This is your sector. Like, yeah, like <laughs> do your job, bro. <laughs> and you know, honestly, it's it's crazy because like, depending on how we want to look at stuff, like think back to New Frontier. Mm-hmm. That's the formation of the Justice League, right? Mm-hmm. It was Hal Jordan. Yep, it was not Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, too, like I was looking at one of those uh, the DC fan sites, like the, the the Wikipedia specifically for that. And there's even an actual comic book story where they were basically saying that. I was like, yeah, when this invasion was happening, it was Hal Jordan doing more of the action than actual Green Lantern. So you're like, okay, yeah, maybe. You know, so maybe they get that Dan actor who was supposedly cast as Hal Jordan, and maybe he does a flyby. Hey, that's even more <laughs> not going to hope for, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I hope if they play their cards right, do Aubin, sir. Uh, because when they did it in the Josh Whedon Justice League, um, Yatmat Ghul or something like that. He actually was a character. Mm. Um, he was a when the when Alan's meteor came to Earth, this evil dragon got it and formed the lantern. Right, and then that's when the people, luckily, when they beat him, they imprisoned him and stuck him in the lantern, or I guess more like a genie's lamp and Aladdin's lamp. And then as time traveled, it eventually was reshaped to an engineer's lantern or a train lantern, and you know ran into Alan Scott. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, so that was a neat little tidbit of history for one comic, Green Lantern <laughs> Volume Three, Number Nineteen. Go dollar bin it right now. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, going into Zack Snyder's Justice League as as it's properly titled, <laughs> I am going to watch it. I have absolutely no high hopes for it, so it can only go up. 
Yeah. Am I going to be ecstatic about it? Probably not. Like I know <laughs> everybody's like even even the early like tweets from people that got to see it because they won some type of contest or something like that. Right. Like they they everybody's like, Oh, this is the best. It's going to it's it's gonna make you love Zack Snyder's Justice League all over again. <laughs> blah blah blah. It's like, come on. Like really? Like you kinda got a bias too. You won a contest, like you wanted to be yeah, there. Like you are yeah. So it's it, to me I don't want to shit on it already, but like I don't see how it c- I love Zack Snyder too. Like I three hundred was a great movie. Watchmen was a great, was a great movie. movie. I like Sucker Punch. Most people don't like it. I this like is it. true. Uh, <laughs> but like I just those three those two movies already were just bad. Yeah. And maybe I'm too close to the material. Maybe that's what it is. You know, it's it's a hard thing. Like you might be going through what I did with the X Men films. Like, yeah, I I knew their history so well that when I watched X Men number one, I kind of walked out of the theaters super sad. Like, what is this? Was, yeah, what, I, what like, did I just everybody watch? else is like, oh my god, <laughs> mutants! Yay! You know, um, I just hope I'm entertained. I guess that's all I can. Yeah. But I swear to you, Mitch, if I have to hear that Hallelujah song. <laughs> I will lose it. I will lose it. And I know I'm going to hear it. Why? You are because hear. everybody's posted the credits and it says special thanks to and it names all the writers and uh-huh. artists. And you can see in the subtitles it says hallelujah. And I'm like, oh, man. So I just that's the only thing I don't want. I just don't want those long music shots, you know, where then it goes super slow motion. And then I got to hear that. I just I mean, you're going to get super slow motion. That's oh. one thing Zack Snyder loves to do. So, yeah. I'll bring my stress ball. (laughs) Let's get into talking about vision quests. Tell me, what are the issues that we're going to be talking about here? Okay, so this is going back to a little known comic book, um, the West Coast Avengers. So back in the day, the Avengers was just one team in New York. Uh, then they decided like, hey, you know, there's DC's a whole other side of the U- with, <laughs> well, yeah, There's a whole needs. side of the U.S. that needs help. Uh, but DC was finally like, hey, you know, they're doing multiple DC books of teams. Why not? Why not us? So Hawkeye went west and luckily he got the West Coast Avengers to happen and to take. Um, so Issues 42, 43, 44, and 45 will be the story that contains Vision Quest. Now, in the Vision Quest, um, this is like John Byrne had just taken over the book pretty much. Um, so he took it over as writer and artist. Uh, we are at a time where we see the, uh, the lineup consisting of Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, Hank Pym, and he was not wearing a superhero moniker at the time. He was just wearing more like his safari gear stuff. Uh, Tigra, Wonder Man, Wasp, and Mockingbird. And Mockingbird had actually just come back uh, for this issue because old Hawkeye and Mockingbird were married and they were having problems. Um, so with that, you know, they in, in while I love these comics and the stories that they give us, I am kind of glad that they are not officially adapted as they were in the comics, because it seems like that era of comics was super anguishy. You know, like everybody had to have a two page rant and be angry at somebody. You know, it's like, Hey Mitch, how are you doing? I'm okay. Why do you got it? You know, like it was like, <laughs> Whoa, everybody chill, chill down a bit, you know? Um, but so anyway, so yeah, so we get to see, um, Amortis as one of the villains in this. And that'll be interesting because he's also known as Kang. So that'll definitely play up. The baby twins were there, Billy and Tommy, uh, and they were such non characters. So 
It was very, very interesting to see. Uh, this takes us all the way back to the magical time period of March 1989. So, Batman is just about to light up the big screen so you can see where comic books were. <laughs> um, hell of a story, dude. Hell of a story because, you know, we, we the, the, the Avengers West Coast, um, they're similar to the Justice League International. So they're like this happy bunch of people. Well, not necessarily happy. As I said, they were all anguishy. But they were just this group of characters that, you know, it was all the different flavors and they worked well together. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Mockingbird comes back. The Avengers wake up after onslaught upon onslaught upon onslaught and then it's like hey where's vision where's he at and then mockingbird comes in and she's like well i can tell you because i helped kidnap him (laughs) and everybody just loses their collective stuff it's like wait what um so we discover that mockingbird had been tricked by quote-unquote shield and so she gave them some protocols on how to take down the avengers west coast should the heroes ever go rogue uh, and there was a precedent because prior to this series even existing, the vision was going all kinds of bananas. Uh, he met up with the computer program Isaac, which kind of took away some of his inhibitions. And then so vision started having grander schemes of protecting everybody. And he's the one who led to Hawkeye, like, Hey, you should make an Avengers West coast. And then Hawkeye is like, I should make an Avengers West coast. <laughs> and so then it happened. Uh, but then vision said, Hey, I, you know, I, I, I got too powerful. I got too involved. So I'll step away. And so him and Scarlet, Witch went to go have their own happy little life. Um, and then we, we read about that in the Scarlet, Witch vision or the vision and Scarlet, Witch maxi series, uh, just to discover that it wasn't as happy as they had planned. So vision and Wanda come to live with the Avengers in their, uh, West coast, uh, mansion. And then the shenanigans begin. So yeah, we, we see that mockingbird had been tricked. Uh, she helped this team of shield agents to develop a plan on how to take down the vision and it turns out that this shield team is actually government officials from all over the world including the united states so it's like wait what even the u.s is down with like yeah dude take the vision um and this leads to i think it was issue 43 where we have that famous scene that we just saw on wandavision where wanda finally breaks into the facility and she sees vision dismantled Mm -hmm. and uh just crazy to see And so uh, the Avengers get to a point where they recover all his pieces. Hank Pym rebuilds him and he turns him on. And then, of course, the vision, as soon as he turns on, the first thing he wants to do is fight. So because he remembers being attacked Um, and then just the weird process of being born. Apparently, we're all angry. Maybe that's why we cry. Um, But so anyway, so, yeah, so um, vision is now like, okay, well, I am what I am, but I'm not who you thought I was. And he's the reason why he's white vision is because he sees no need to be colorful because it takes what energy. Is yeah, it takes energy. I could better, better use it elsewhere. Uh, but us agent who just recently joined the team is like, well, you can't stand there being around naked young man. And so <laughs> the vision kind of makes the little bit of a superhero motif costume. Um, and then, then that's where we see that. So yeah, just, this is the story where we do meet white vision for the first time. And you're just going to see Wanda in pain. <laughs> Because <laughs> sadly, I don't know from your take on it, but as I was reading it, it didn't really feel like the Avengers cared. They were like, hey, you know, at least we got Vision back. But it's like, but it's not Vision. Hey, toaster's a toaster. Okay, we got it. We're okay. <laughs> now, the idea here is that uh, with this story, 
the anti-vision story and uh, what's that last one that you sent me the one where oh gosh the uh the avenger solo the avenger yes. solo the yeah just the vision like these are the parts that they wrote in the comic books to get yeah. us back to a vision that we kind of knew before his disassembling um this could definitely be the the roadmap to what it is that they're going to use to get the vision going forward in the MCU, right? Yeah, yeah, no, there's definitely uh, it's potential, and at the very least, it's a, it's an exciting adventure for you to take as a reader to see okay, what's going on? Because um, as we see, we see his body dismantled, his mind corrupted, um, and then in this set of stories, this issues for Vision Quest, we see the body rebuilt, but the mind is not there. Um, and I love the way that you put it in the text message between it to us. These are the issues where he gets his body. This is the issue where he gets his heart and soul. This is the issue where he's back to being together. I have my moments. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, his body being put back together is 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 a a jaw dropper because you're right. He he's not he's not him. He doesn't have as they keep referring to it the ingrams, right? He doesn't have the the personality that he used to have. Uh even in that later story, he ends up they say that they use some other random dude's ingrams to to throw in there uh, yeah. instead of Simon Williams or something like that. Yeah, so let's see. So in in Vision Quest, we get the dismantling but then the rebirth of the body. Uh then the next arc that I would recommend people read takes us to um oh gosh, I think it was Avengers issues 359 to 363. Now that was interesting. I I don't know again with your take on that, but it was kind of fun to to meet Black Knight and Cersei. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, these people are wild, these Eternals and stuff like that. Uh, they kind of seemed like jerks. I don't know. They just had no like, no personality and they didn't care. But anyways, that's a different segment. But uh, So yeah, so there we meet the Anti-Vision, as he was aptly named. And dude, I hated him. I mean, I mean he, a, he tried a, to like rape Crystal. This is a vision from another Earth, multiverse, a, yeah, a dimension, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah he, so he, he the, him and his crew come to our Earth. Uh, they're under the sway of an evil Dane Whitman, as we just named earlier for the Black Knight, and he's on a quest to eliminate Cersei in all the multiverse because that's his ex girlfriend. He's like <laughs> ah, and so he brings his his squad with him, and one of them is their vision, so he's dubbed the Anti Vision. Uh, they kidnap our vision they mind swap the two and so that's where vision finally gets his green and yellow body, body back, back again right. i remember that costume in the 90s i liked it and now i'm like oh i don't know if i like it so much <laughs> it's, it's not the good body <laughs> yeah, um, but so anyway so um he he's just like okay and and anti-vision dude what a creeper what a scumbag uh but so they managed to defeat him and that's that's a big important character because he'll come into play later on, and then I think it was yeah Avengers Spotlight number forty, um, where we get a just luckily the Vision is acting erratic and he's like well I guess I should go see a therapist but Dude, this this story is so weird and it's drawn like I do not care for the art in this this, <laughs> this story like it's so nineties it's the most nineties looking thing that I've ever <laughs> read in my life. Uh, and everybody's so angry. Like, yes, that angst. It's just so angry. Like they are, like you said earlier. Like, hey, how's your morning? It's great. I'm doing great. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of my dead parents, uh, Martha. <laughs> it's just so. It was all over the place, and yes. then the, you know the the middle part where all of a sudden he's a 
like a, a dime store detective, oh, dime God. store book detective. What is going on here? <laughs> Him making out with Jocasta? Like, yeah, it's your stepmom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, like honestly, I think the only one that I could like really stomach. I think it was issue three, or maybe it was issue four. But when, when, oh, I, I wish I could remember the the name of the other fellow. That he got his new brainwaves from. Yeah, his new engrams from. Uh, But the the fact that, like, Simon Williams... It's John something. Yeah. Um, I read it real... I read it not too... Or a while ago, but uh, it was... Yeah, it was just a random name, it seemed like. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was totally... Because he was totally a non-character. They just created him to kind of play with the idea of getting a personality. Uh, and so, like I said, Avengers Spotlight issue forty that that comic did go up in price value. Really? Because when I when I sent you the link, I was curious, and I, I looked on eBay, and it was like five to ten dollars. Now it's like in the fifties. <laughs> it's like oh my god! But um, yeah, I just I found it really exciting that those two pieces of personality were trying to save the vision as a whole. So you're like, okay, that's that's really awesome that they recognize like, hey. The whole body is in danger, so we're going to do what we can as well. Lipton, uh, that was his last name. I want to say James Lipton, but I think that's the, yeah, uh, that's the, 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 the actor the studio guy. Again. Yeah. I, think, I think it was John. Alexander Liver. There okay, I was completely off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Alexander Lipton and even Simon Williams' mind, they form their own personalities. But yeah, it was so random because it's like, oh, well, why were you a dime store detective? Well, because Alex Lipton was a cop. And since Simon Williams is an actor, that's the- why we became that way. <laughs> but I'm 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 laughing because Simon Williams' brain at that time when they made the recording, like a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense, but it's comics. But it's like okay, Simon Williams never met Scarlet Witch. Like when he first appears back in Avengers number nine, mm-hmm. Wanda is a member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. So maybe he's like, oh, that's an attractive looking villainous. Like maybe that's all he's got. Um, he is not an actor. He is a failed engineer, biochemist, or whatever his you know whatever uh, uh, Williams Tech was making right. at the time. You know, <laughs> so it's like that's where he's at. You know, he. Didn't become an actor until he was like oh i'm essentially superman so i could be a stunt double okay cool you know so it's just like that is so random like why <laughs> what the, the evolution of the character is just it's all over the place yeah, yeah but no wonder they can't they haven't brought him into the mcu yet like what where how do you bring oh, him in God. what's the, what's the start like i know james gunn has tried to with the whole nathan fillion as the uh, you know playing him as the actor in different stuff but like where where would you bring that character in? Ooh. It's just it's just very strange. Well, it is, and, and it gets even stranger too because it's like okay, so how is Simon Williams connected to the Guardians? Well, because back when it was the Guardians of the Galaxy in the year three thousand, with Yondu as a comic book character, not as a space pirate, they have a character who's like over a thousand years old, and his name is Hollywood, and he's an old man, and that turns out to be Simon Williams. Uh, that's also the first time we get the Vision named Mainframe. So Vision and, and Wonder Man survived into the future. But it's like, yeah, I don't think we do that because that's just too convoluted. Uh, how do we, you know, yeah. That's why I'm hopeful Baron Zemo does well. And maybe he's like, you know, hey, let's take this guy who is mad at Tony Stark and give him ionic powers. Yes. <laughs> we got him. We got him. Yep. Um, yeah. So there's also a part in that book where you have Vision wearing uh, a jacket and hat and then like, Ultron is wearing this furry like bomber jacket. I'm like, what is going on here? Ultron is wearing a jacket to try and disguise himself. You're a big walking like 
robot man. Like you don't even have a real face, and you're drinking uh, alcohol. Like <laughs> through, uh, you're not Bender. <laughs> it, this is it's just so weird. Like, oh yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was no, very it strange. was it was very much a weird story. Um, yeah, again, this was you know mid to late nineties of comics. I think this is Fabian Nieska, if I remember correctly. Oh no, um, so <laughs> he's, he's gonna, gonna get so. mad at, at one of us, at both of us. Um, but it it was it was just so angsty. It it didn't make sense because I'm laughing at that. I'm thinking about that scene. You know, it's like Ultron's in a bar with a jacket and hat drinking, and everybody's cool with it. And then all of a sudden, he's like. You know, as they start talking and, and punching each other, then all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, there's two robot men fighting. It's like, Ultron's not wearing pants. You should have been able to tell. <laughs> Did you not like, notice they were robot yeah. people before? Yeah, like how in the... Yeah, it is so, so random-esque. And the best part is, so again, dear readers, you know, if you if you take our advice and you read this, read it when you have some downtime. Read it when there's nothing massive to, to go after. But... Again, how does this dovetail in the MCU? Well, Vision's out there and Ultron's out there. So maybe these two guys link up to... In a bar. Fi- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to find themselves, you know, maybe maybe we get that scene somewhere along the lines. Um, you know, because there is a father-son connection between the two and that did make it over into the MCU. But the comics themselves, it's just like one, okay, it's good to get to see more of the Vision. Like you, you'll learn more about his character. But yeah, they are so just like I used to have a, a a hard time reading Silver Age books because they were very much written for I'm gonna say this, but dumb kids like, <laughs> hey, you must be stupid, so let's explain everything to you, you know, and you're like, Okay, well, it is what it is. Nineties comics, it's like, God, were we angry? Like, I mean, I know Jeremy Spoken was out and was a big song, but my God, like you know, like even Jarvis yells in some of these back issues and you're like, Jarvis is a happy go lucky dude. Like, yeah. Uh, so, but as you're getting to it, these, these three stories <laughs> yes. are, are, are essential roadmap back to yeah, the, the vision. Builds the vision. Yeah. 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 So, um, check out the vision quest, go to that Avengers spotlight 40, uh, go to those Avengers 359 to 363 and then cap it off with this vision mini series. Um, I do feel so. There's, there's a. It, it's funny with that Nor detective. So years ago, or decades ago now, they did Martian Manhunter, American Secrets, and it was Martian Manhunter kind of like, hey, I'm gonna wear my fedora. I'm gonna here's looking at you, kid. You know, Mitch, play off the piano. I'm leaving the room now. You know, doing that type of of style. And there's been a lot of links sometimes where it's like, well, you know, Vision and Martian Manhunter, it makes sense. They're they're both kind of the heart and soul of the team, yet they are the most non-human of the group, you know. And so I almost feel like maybe this is, yeah, I think this is Fabian Nieska who wrote this. Like, this is almost his like, oh, yeah, well, I could craft one, too. I could <laughs> give you a an American Nor uh, Vision, and it just it just turned weird. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I think the, the one of the biggest takes I take from this is that you said in uh, the the middle story in there uh-huh. um uh black knight and cersei show up so yeah. you're telling me vision's gonna show up in uh the eternals you know honestly i like after reading these it was like wow maybe that maybe that makes sense maybe because like as i was looking at the eternals in that like they're humanoid looking 
but they are not human in personality. They're, and they're not earthlings. Yeah. They're, they're beings from, they're, they're related to the celestials, right? I think so. Like they, they change their origin all the you time because they're, they're not they're supposed to be the books. eternals of myth, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh. So it's like, Oh, you guys were running around with Hercules and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, they get played off as like, you know, essentially they're Thanos's people. So Thanos is a deviant because That's right. he's ugly <laughs> and all the beautiful people are eternals. And so it's Sounds like, oh, like okay. uh, new gods and, uh, uh, we don't say that word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> new gods and dark gods. Yeah. That's right. no. Uh, it's yeah, it's, it's going to be, Hey, let's, let's take Kirby stuff and put it up there before the other guy does it. Uh, so, Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> the other guy's Kirby also. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So I, yeah, it was something else, but yeah, like I, I, I will say, taking that from these readings, it was great to see the struggle that that Vision went through. Uh, I always liked Victor Shade, so it was cool to like. Okay, that's right. You know that was introduced. I, I forget that that was one of his yeah, uh, his, his, his aliases. Names, yeah. um, so I thought that was pretty fun. Um, and I just did not realize that that's a big chunk of Vision's life that I didn't know about because I had known about the dismantling and. I didn't know how he got to that new green and yellow costume. So I remember having the action figure of that, of anti-vision, but he was the vision. Right. Uh, he had a cloth cape and I was like, this guy is so cool. Like I think I had to trade like three old toy biz figures to get him from my <laughs> friend. And I was so happy to finally get one. Um, yeah, because it was part of the Marvel's Gold line. And for those who know, you know. Those who don't, <laughs> you're lucky. Uh, but so anyways, you know, I was just very curious because I think even that costume popped up because I think Vision was a playable character in either Marvel versus Capcom or Marvel superheroes. Um because you got to see White Vision in Avengers or Captain America and the Avengers right. back on Super NES. So it's so funny how like the first times we see Vision, he's not even in his classic duds. No. It's like, oh, here's the white Vision costume. Here's the, <laughs> the evil Vision costume. There you go. And, and you know, then we've seen the movie costume. We have yet to see classic. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's, but it, it was definitely interesting. I'm, I'm glad to learn more about the character. Uh, I, I do want to find some follow-up issues just because at the end of that Vision miniseries, like you said, he, he scoops up Jocasta and... And uh, Ultron and flies off. And it's like, well, where did you go? What did you do? You know, did you grow from this? What did you learn from this? Uh, and even it was interesting to see, like, how many of the women on the Avengers pined over Vision. Because, like, there aren't. Yeah. Did, did you feel yeah. like they were yeah. hinting at Crystal and Vision? Mm-hmm. Or at least Vision for Crystal. <laughs> and then she's like, no, because technically I'm married to Pietro, but I'm kind of lusting for Dane. And he's like, fine, you don't love me. I'm going to go be a detective. <laughs> um but then the 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 Shiar lady, I can't yeah, think of her name right the now. Purple lady, the cat esque yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah, she was like pining for Vision as she well. She was very upset that he didn't like return the, the yeah, feelings. Yeah, so I was like, okay, this is this is way interesting. <laughs> like, talk about. You know, we always joke about that. Like when you, when you're interested in people you work with, you know, inbreeding at work, it's like, wow, there's a lot of inbreeding in the Avengers. Apparently. Hey, sometimes it's the only place that, that, you know, viable, yeah. uh, dating pool, I guess. Exactly. You can't question where it comes from sometimes. So once again, those issues are, so I would recommend, uh, start with Avengers West coast. Um, oops, I just lost it. It is 
Let me get it here. Avengers West Coast issues 42, 43, 44, and 45. Uh, that will start the vision quest. And then that will kind of, you'll want to follow up because then that's going to lead to what we're going to talk about next week with Scarlet Witch, but we'll get to that in a moment. But yeah, pick up those four issues of vision quest. Uh, at these price points, you're probably better off buying the trades uh, just because those went from being dollar comics to in the hundreds. Yeah. Like people have been like, okay, you know, this is that, uh, then you want to jump to, I believe Avengers spotlight number 40, where vision gets his new, uh, brain. You said it right. Enagrams is that in in grams in grams. So you, so you'll get that there. And then if you're brave enough, jump over to (laughs) Avengers issues 459 all the way up to 463. Uh, but that'll be nice because you'll get to see the jacketed era of the Avengers. They all wore cool brown leather jackets. (laughs) So Uh many jackets. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) I'm the black Knight, but here I am in a bomber jacket. Um, and then cap it all off with the Avengers, or sorry, with Vision issues one through four. Uh, so that'll be kind of a, a, a journey of Vision, a Vision journey, a Vision quest. A Vision quest. <laughs> it's right there. Uh, but definitely check that and, out. And this takes place over how many years in our world? Like, Gosh, in like close, to, close to about eight years. Yeah. Yeah. So Vision was definitely on own because even then, like once Vision gets kind of restored, as it were. Um, cause he, he kind of got, he, he's back to whole the next time I see him in onslaught mm-hmm. and onslaught was like well before the two thousands. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, they have to fix him and then it's like, well, now we're going to give you to Rob Liefeld. And so it's like, <laughs> Oh, that's a fate far worse than being dismantled. <laughs> you had feet. <laughs> uh, okay. There you go. Those are the, the reading that you should want to do. If you want to see maybe a roadmap to what the MCU is going to do with the vision. Now that we've seen the white vision take off in the middle of uh, Westview off to do whatever it is he needs to do to find himself because he is the vision. Um, Chris, where can people find you online? So if you want to check me out online, go to Twitter. Um, I am on there as stuff I should say, should being spelled S-H-U-D. And then definitely check out geeklymedia.com and AIPTcomics.com for my writings. Uh, Sometimes it's comic book pieces and sometimes it's comic book reviews. So definitely check it out. And uh, I hope you like what you read. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website that Chris mentioned, geekelitemedia.com. Then, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Media for bonus material that you can only get there if you are a patron. And whatever podcatcher you're using, please rate and review us because it helps spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.